besties, welcome back. We are so excited to provide another riveting episode of Bible Besties. If I'm being perfectly honest, Lauren, I'm more terrified about this episode. Well, now that you mention it, today it is a interesting tale. In my head, like, I thought we're just going to continue with Joseph because that's like how narratives work. Mm-hmm. But I recall on my way here that things are about to get real... Hmm. Let's say, like, a lot of good middle school humor is possible within this one. I mean a lot of stuff. I mean, like, kids having to take sex ed classes, all the jokes that come with all of our changing bodies. Yeah. And I'm yucked out to talk about it because I'm a terrible prude. But this also, if you get over the sophomoric approach to this story... I'm going to have a hard time, admittedly. It it also... It reflects a lot of the brokenness of humanity and... Especially of its time, if I'm being fair. Because, like, this is like a real... This is... Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to an ancient episode of, like, a soap opera. What's one called? Uh, The Days of Our Lives. Welcome to this ancient episode of The Days of Our Lives. Like sand through the hourglass. So are the days days of of our our lives. lives. That's it. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be wondering, where are you in the Bible? We are in Genesis chapter 38. It is the story of Judah and Tamar. To our producer, Jonathan, I don't know if you have the capability to play an organ every time something soap opera happens. organ. You know what I mean? Music. Sounds like the kind of thing or just the a slow ball game. build music. <laughs> I want all of yeah. our listeners right now, though, to to conjure up images of soap operas where you know you it's it's a certain type of lighting. Everyone's facing the same direction. Seem, characters seem to move. They seem to glide across the screen. Left with a pensive, right. with Left or right with a pensive look on their face. Yeah, everyone walks into a room like, dang, I'm back, y'all. Everybody back. wants to know where David is. Where is he? Um, well, this story is about Judah and Tamar. I'm just going to set it up and let you run, Alex. Yeah, because the so, thing is, is there's a few names in this, Lauren. And if I could ask you for assistance, just help me with names. Yep. And if I get too buck wild. But again, it is a really sophomoric episode. So so this is the story. This is the story where Judah, he took a wife. He found a wife. He's a brother of Joseph. He's a son of Jacob, Israel. So Judah took a young woman um, whose name was. Lauren, I know this part. I can do it. I can do this. Judah is the eldest son, right? And. Uh, he marries like well, Ur or something. Yeah, that's all kind of precursors. What really matters here is that Judah is trying to, he finds a wife for his son Ur. Ur, that's it. Thank you. See, this is the name game. But I then something with. happens to Ur. Okay, so Judah is like, hey, let's set you up as we do. It's ancient times. Let's get you a wife. And he sets them up with a lovely lady named, named Tamar. Tamar. Tamar's going to marry his son, Ur. What an opportunity. This is how it works in olden times. There's a lovely wedding episode. It's beautiful. But in comes the pensive, dramatic soap opera music. Oh, man. It cuts to a scene of God sitting at a desk, I assume, with a bunch of stacks of paper, like grain papers, and looks down and is like, this Ur is like the most wicked dude. If I can be perfectly honest, Judah's son, Er, is wicked as all get out. And I cannot talk. I I can't do it. I can't tolerate him to live anymore, says God, which is which is new. This hasn't happened yet in the book 
where God's just up there going, you stink, you stink, you're cool, you stink. He's just like going over people who stink. So Ur doesn't make the cut. He's on the naughty list, drops friggin' dead, just dead. So obviously Tamar's devastated, and this happened before they even had a baby. So obviously there's a responsibility on Judah's part who's like, whoa, wait a minute, let me, wait, I got another son. Don't even worry about Onan. it. I got Onan the bar- Barbarian. <laughs> Onan the Barbarian is enormous. He's looks just like Arnold so, Schwarzenegger. Come with me if you want to live. Verse 8, chapter what? 38. What? So Judah said to Onan, Go into your brother's wife and perform the duty of a brother-in-law That's what I'm saying, to Lord. her and raise up offspring for your brother. They have family responsibilities for more kids because Judah needs grandbabies. Judah needs to start his own family farm, his own business. So anyways, he does. He goes, go ahead. I don't. You don't have to like marry her, but you do have a responsibility to carry on this family line, Onan the Barbarian. You need to... With Tamar, so that we can have. Uh, 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 no, it doesn't. You know why? Because Onan is not interested in this. Because because it's just what it, I don't because know. Because he just doesn't want to. No, verse nine. But Onan, that's not enough, huh? But Onan knew that the offspring would not be his. Oh, so this would be his first child, and so, then it wouldn't inherit so, his. Anything. So, a brief point of context here: you might be thinking this seems so ancient and foreign, and and, well, and it, it is uh, absolutely. But Tamar's livelihood would greatly depend now that her husband died, or er, mm-hmm. fell over and died because the Lord struck him down. Her livelihood would greatly depend as a woman during this era would greatly depend on her offspring being able to take care of her. So the, the the role that the family must fulfill the role of raising up offspring that can also provide eventually for their mother Tamar. Right. And so the the children would be there to help her throughout life and to be a blessing to the greater family. But Onan here um, he wants to get his own wife and have his own offspring to inherit his own wealth. It's fine. Mm-hmm. He just has a problem with this thing of like, I'm going to have a son, but apparently he'll have nothing to do so with it. So he has a clever plan. Oh, yeah, he does. And this is the kind of middle school humor. He does something to keep him from being able to fulfill those uh, procreating duties. We'll call it uh, coitus interruptus is what we'll call it. Look it up. Google. He pulls one of these maneuvers and ends up with a mess, if you will. And um, it doesn't work, is what I'm saying. I mean, he misses. He let, He's trying to kick a field goal. If he's supposed to kick the field goal, he's just kind of rolled it underneath it. Alex, I just think we should give people what the Bible says. Go ahead. Do it. It's so crude. I thought I did it fine. Alex, it's fine. So whenever he throws a gutter ball. Horns <laughs> 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 laughing. I feel like mine's made made sense. He on purpose put it in the gutter. So whenever he went into his brother's wife, he would waste the semen on the ground so as not to give offspring to his brother. You're so juvenile. You know, I'm surprised you didn't make a joke about pitching a tent again. It's not in there, is it? Well, anyway, verse 10 it doesn't tells us, work. But verse 10 tells us that that also angered God. Uh-oh, he just made the list. And God's up there and goes like this. What the? No one throws gutter balls that often on purpose. And pew! 
a sky zap and Onan the Barbarian dead. Dead. So let's just put this in perspective. Judah has sent two sons to this lady, and both of them have croaked because of their wretched sinfulness. All this to say what? Uh, pretty dangerous to have your son marry Tamar or to be involved with her in any way. So she's devastated because of all the <laughs> missed field goals that took place. All the, Just a mess all around. And uh, so then, she is like looking to him now going, okay, so who's the next son? And he does have another son. He Shayla. Has, yeah, Shayla. Shayla. But Shayla's young. He needs to grow up. He needs to get older. He is not prepared for the responsibilities that yep. this woman requires. So he she waits, but Judah and Truth doesn't ever mean to send Shayla to her because like he's already Lost given two, two sons. sons. So he feels like I mean this is superstition time, you know what I mean? They're like, no nah, way am I throwing another down that pit. It ain't happening. So he doesn't. But that's really terrible because Tamar like he does have a responsibility. There she's family. She married into their family, and two sons have died now. So He's kind of leaving her in a bad situation. Anyways, time ticks by. It's like sand to the hourglass, right? It keeps going. And what happens is poor Judah becomes a widow. Oh, his wife dies. It's tragic. There's a whole funeral episode. People are revealed as like long lost twins and stuff like that. Is that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Or am I thinking about a soap opera? Soap opera. Okay. Well, anyways, what I mean to say is it happens and he's left to his just work. So there he is. He's only got Shayla left. But Tamar at one point, Tamar at one point catches sight of uh, Shayla and sees that he was grown up. And she, and she becomes upset, angered. Um, Why hasn't he been sent over to perform his duties? Some some could say she becomes desperate for her future, for her livelihood. So she devises a plan. That's her that's her plan. Her plan now is if she can't get Shayla, she will be she will have an offspring from Judah's line and she will be taken care of because like it's not her fault they're dead. It's not. So what she does is she very sneakily disguises herself as a temple prostitute. Really? Yeah, that's a thing. Buck wild. I don't get it. But anyways, it's it's, it's wild. So she covers her she face. She covers her face. She goes and hangs out on the road because she knows that Judah is about to come through town to shear his sheep. He's going to the sheep shearing floor. He doesn't want to buy his own tools. He's going to rent them. So he's coming into town to do that. And he's like, oh, it's been so long since I've, oh, I miss my wife. And he's a, he's a pervert. And he's like, I'm going to pay for some sex now. Because... Right. I guess that's what you do. It brings up lots of questions because Man. it brings up questions like I'm starting to understand did, wait, why his son Tamar, was so wicked. Did Tamar she devised this plan? Did she know that like he was definitely gonna fall for it? What she knew Why don't you tell him what wild. happened? Why don't you tell him that's what wild. And she's like she's thinking, she's like, he's going into town. Judah's a dirty old man. Judah's filthy. Like, I've seen Oh, he's so revolting. But, you know, he does He does follow the rules. He knows the rules. So she goes back. She puts on her outfit. She He can't tell who she is, and he's coming through town. Like, he's got all of his sheep. And he goes, excuse me, ma'am, are you a temple prostitute? And she's like, you know it. And he goes, well, I am interested in your services, madam. May I? And she goes, well, what will you give me? And he goes, well, I have a really dope 
goat. <laughs> and she goes, whoa. Because <laughs> I guess that's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. You can eat for a week or two, three. Big God, goat, man. All right, whatever. So it's a goat. And he goes, uh, yeah, how about this goat? She's like, hmm, well, that sounds very tempting. But you don't have that goat with you, do you? And he goes, no, just my sheep today. But I promise I'll pay. And she's like, well, what are you going to give me then as a placeholder for this goat? And he goes, well, just so you don't think I'm going to run off without paying you, take, take, what do you want? What, what could I have? She goes, how about I take your ring, your little signet there, and like your staff. It's right? basically saying, I want two forms of ID. I want two forms of identification. Your staff, your ring that says who you are, and then you got a deal, buddy. You got a deal, sailor. And, she, and he's like, Sounds good to me. I've been really trying, baby. It's back. Back at it again. And the same thing happened that usually happens when this actually goes down. Two of them. She gets pregnant with two babies. They are, obviously then, twins. Because there's two of them. And she's clever. This is what was funny. What's cool is... You're wondering, why did she do this? What's with, like, the the forms of identification? Because if she does get pregnant, which was her goal. She was a widow. She was going to come home, and they'd be like, hey, so what's up with the baby? Who impregnated you? Why did you commit adultery? Why did you sleep around in this family? You were supposed to wait for Shayla, even though I was never going to give him to you. And you didn't. You broke the rules. So she now has in her possession two things to prove. Oh, let me tell you who the dad is. I'd love to see you stone me then. So anyways, that's what happened. She comes back home. She goes back to her life, her life of solitude. He goes back well refreshed from his sheep shearing and his visits to the prostitutes. And um, Judah is told by one of his servants, hey, psst, boss, guess what? I was just over the hill and Tamar's pregnant. And he goes, what? How on earth? Was it Shayla? Oh, gosh. He's doomed. Is it Shayla? And they're like, no, 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 no. Was it Shayla? And he goes, oh, thank God. Wait a minute. This is perfect. Oh, this is perfect. I don't have to deal with her anymore. She committed adultery. It's fine. I don't have any responsibility to her. I don't have to lose another son. This is great. Okay, quick. Go get her. Um, Burn her. Just burn her. She, she broke the rules, right? Burn her. And they're like, you got it, boss. So they ran out. They grab her. They bring her up. And she's like, what's this about? What are you doing? And he's like, well, you slept with somebody other than the people, you know, you agreed to. You were married to my son and you you, you broke the rules. And she's like, I didn't. I slept with somebody. Um, and, and you might know him. And he goes, yeah, well, who wasn't? She goes, well, you tell me, bud. Who do you? These belong to, and he looks down. He's like, "What do you, what do you got?" And she's like, "These belong to the gentleman mm-hmm. who impregnated me with his offspring." He goes, "Yeah, well, let me see him then. Let's see who this chucklehead is." And he looks down. It's his own ring. It's his own staff. He looks her in the eye. Oh my goodness! That's bah, the moment bah, in the soap opera where everyone gasps. Everyone gasps. Oh my goodness! This is like the the cutoff yep. before next week's episode. But we're going to take you through it. What ends up happening is he goes, "Oh dang! Oh darn! Oh snap! This is real." He says, "She is more righteous than I, since I did not give her to my son Shayla, and he did not know her again." 
there it is. Boom. Basically, he pointed out, like, yep, this is, I guess, my comeuppance for not fulfilling my promise to this poor woman. So, moral of the story, as I see it is, is I don't care how many sons it costs you. You you do your job, even if you have to give all your sons to this widow maker. Well, I think the story. I think the stories also are important because it it uh, forces us to consider and think about those in our world that are vulnerable and are dependent on other people for their livelihood. That they're forced often to take matters into their own hands. And how crummy a situation is that someone has to live that way. That they're widowed now. It's like. Good luck eating. Like, oof, that's terrible. So, anyways, that was this uncomfortable story of uh, of Bible besties. We're going to pick back up with Joseph. And Potiphar's wife. And we're going to try to do better. We missed a week. We're sorry. Things got kind of hectic around here. Lauren's, Lauren's a doctor well, now. Well, next it know. turns, no, not yet. Next it turns into chapter 39, and we enter in fully with Joseph. Joseph and his amazing He'll be time. around for a long while. And his av- adventures in Egypt land. Yeah, thanks for when listening. Joseph was in Egypt land. Wrap this podcast up. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Since we're besties now, could you do us a favor? Visit iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and visit us at BibleBesties.com for exclusive content.